alabaster should only be used indoors. It doesn't do well in rain. It doesn't do well in wet weather. But marble can be used outdoors and it can be used indoors also. And it can be used for a lot of sculptures. It's used for building material. That's why you'll see marble on buildings. You'll see it on floors. You'll see it on sculptures. And you'll see it on tabletops. You'll see it on lamp bases. You'll see marble in a whole bunch of different ways. Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. Any of you that have been listening to my podcast know that sometimes I will talk about different types of materials, different type of products. And one of the reasons why I do this is because I believe that it's important for those that are in global trade to understand all type of products. So that even if you're not specifically trading in a product, I think it's good to still be able to understand some different types of products and what the quality means, because it will help you to be able to maybe understand better some of the products that you are working with. One of those questions I want to answer today is how to tell the difference between alabaster and marble. And I have written a blog on this. So I'll put a link to the blog below in the description. But, you know, alabaster and marble are two types of products. And you might ask yourself, well, what really is the difference between them? We've used both alabaster and marble in the home furnishing and the home decor industry. You know, sometimes marble will be used for marble base for lamps. Uh, marble tops for tables. Um, you know, it can be um, used for like, honestly, a variety of reasons in a variety of ways. And alabaster too. We've used alabaster for lamps. Alabasters can be used for lampshades. And even though the two in some ways might seem similar to someone who doesn't understand them, they can actually be quite different. And this is where it goes back again, where I've spoken many times about in the global trade, whatever industry you are in, it's important that you understand about the industry and about the about the quality of the product that you are buying. And, you know, a lot of people underestimate how really, how, you know, how technical it all is because, you know, buying and selling products is actually extremely technical. And don't ever underestimate how technical it is. And something as simple as alabaster marble kind of shows this. Well, you might say, well, what is alabaster? You know, what's the difference between them? Well, alabaster is actually a soft mineral. Because it's soft, it's usually used for carving or plaster powder. And, you know, there can be generally, there's generally two types of alabaster. But, you know, it's a stone that's been carved for thousands of years because it's soft and it's easy to carve. It's slightly soluble in water and it cannot be used outdoors. This is one of the reasons why when you look at a lot of the great statues that have been produced, like, you know, let's say, you know, Michelangelo's David, it was never produced out of alabaster. It's not like they didn't have alabaster. Yes, they would have had alabaster and certainly carving alabaster during that time would have been a lot easier than carving out of marble. But they carved out of marble because alabaster would never have survived. This again is an example of why it's important to understand why something is being used for a product or material versus another type of product or material. That is why alabaster is a stone that's been carved for thousands of years, but it's not necessarily a stone that there's a lot of it surviving. A lot of it's been destroyed over time. It can be pretty expensive to quarry as the top part can be destroyed by the weather and the stone is soft so it could easily damage. So, you know, whereas marble is a really hard stone, um, 
you know, where alabaster is a stone that can actually, you know, the alabaster stone itself can be destroyed quite a bit by the weather. So they can really only use the middle part and the bottom part of the stone. It's been a preferred stone for some stone carvers to work with as it's soft and it's more straightforward than a lot of other stones. One of the benefits, though, of alabaster is its vein lines, and the stone can be translucent. So this, again, is a great example of why alabaster could be a great type of material to use for something like lighting, uh, particularly like pendant lighting. You know, uh, people use it for lampshades. They use it to show through on things. You know, this is why alabaster can be a, a great type of lamp that can give sort of a warm glow. Marble is also, like alabaster, it's a natural material. But marble is, is a very, very strong material. It's a material that is used in sculptures and in all types of production. You know, there's many types of marble with different types of hardness. So even marble itself has different types of quality. You know, that's why you will find that there will be people that will just specialize in maybe just buying and selling marble and they will understand exactly what the cost of marble needs to be for something because they'll say, look, this marble should be this cost versus this cost. There again, this comes down to what I said at the very beginning about global trade and why global trade, it's so important that you understand what you are buying and selling. I don't know if there's any easy way to get that knowledge. And I guess I'm going to defer a little bit here and say that, you know, there maybe isn't any easy way except a lot of times by trial and error. And that's why it's really important that you go into factories. And when you go into the factories that you know which questions to ask. Because if you go into, for example, a marble factory, let's say I go into a marble factory and I have no idea about marble. And then I start asking the most stupid questions. These guys will be like, well, she doesn't know what she's buying at all here. And they will then very quickly be able to suss up and understand that I don't know what I'm talking about. On the other hand, if I know marble really well and I start asking the right technical questions and I start asking the right questions, then they'll start saying like, ah, she knows what she's buying. And this will do a couple things. One, they'll know they can't cheat you because they'll know exactly that you will know what the price should be. And number two, you will automatically gain respect because they'll say like, this person knows what they're talking about. So that's why it's important that you understand these things. And if you don't have a knowledge of it, that you do some research before you go to any factory to try to get as much knowledge as you can. So some of the differences of alabaster and marble is that even though they've been used for centuries, alabaster is mainly from the Middle East and Europe, while marble can be found worldwide. Unlike alabaster, marble can be heavily polished. That means a much harder stone. It gives it a lot of other ways that it can be used for manufacturing and production. Alabaster should only be used indoors. It doesn't do well in rain. It doesn't do well in wet weather. But marble can be used outdoors and it can be used indoors also. And it can be used for a lot of sculptures. It's used for building material. That's why you'll see marble on buildings. You'll see it on floors. You'll see it on sculptures. And you'll see it on tabletops. You'll see it on lamp bases. You'll see marble in a whole bunch of different ways. Alabaster is found mainly in white, though there's some creams and browns can be found. Marble, though, can come in a lot of different colors. They can come in the white, gray, green, black, pink, and gray, green colors. And even though marble is found in all these different colors, you need to understand which colors are considered to be the most expensive. 
Because if you don't know, um, you know, then again, if you go into a place that is buying and selling marble, they'll be, be able to quickly understand that you don't know what you're talking about. But alabaster is a great translucent stone. Marble is not. So if you're looking for a stone that's slightly translucent, you want light to shine through, alabaster would be your stone. Marble is extremely heavy. Although alabaster is also heavy, it is not as heavy as marble. And here again, let me just go back on something about the global trade. If you decide to work with marble and other things, you need to really understand what you're doing because those stones are heavy. A lot of them may not load in a container, depending on how heavy it is, because containers will also have weight limits. And you'll be able to, you'll have to be able to handle it on either side, whether on the export side or on the import side, you're going to be able to have to have a way to handle marble because marble will be heavy. As I mentioned before, many carvers prefer to work with alabaster because it's a softer stone where marble is more difficult. And usually alabaster is less expensive than marble, but of course it can also depend upon what type of marble you are using or what type of marble you have. So, you know, marble and alabaster are both great stones, but again, I cannot emphasize enough that if you are going to trade or buy or sell or produce products and any of these stones that you understand a bit about what you're doing. And this goes for the advice of any type of product you are looking to buy or sell. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We appreciate you being part of our community. We will put a link to our blog about alabaster and marble in case you're interested in our description. We'd like to thank our listeners and thank our team, specifically Rico, for making this podcast possible. Thank you.